Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. On today's FitBite episode, we'll look at six metrics to measure the performance of our product. By measuring the performance of a piece within your collection, you can determine whether or not this piece is working for your brand. This is going to allow you to make smarter, more calculated decisions moving forward on which product avenues to pursue and which to ditch. We'll go through six calculations that will allow you to quantify which products are working and which aren't, and moving forward, allow you to make the right decisions for your brand. Starting off, we'll start with the simplest metric to measure the performance of a product. And this is an indicator of the total quantity sold. So number one would be your sold quantity. This is the measure of how much of a specific product SKU you've sold. This can be measured in increments of days, weeks, months, or even throughout an entire year. For example, when it comes to sold quantity, it's important to categorize your sold amounts per SKU. Let's give a specific example. Let's just say you've launched a performance shirt of a specific cut, and you've launched that item in three colors, black, red, and white. Having an idea of which of these individual SKUs is selling best will give you an educated way to guess which products you need to restock or what colors you need to bring back for future collections. So having eyes on which colors are doing better by having an individual sold quantity of the colors is going to give you the information you need to make the right decisions moving forward. So let's just say you've sold 100 shirts, but 90 of them are red shirts. Chances are you'll want to know that it's the 90 shirts that are red shirts. That way you can bring back that color in the future or other spin-offs of that specific color. Number two is our selling speed. This quantifies how fast a specific product is being sold. A product should never be considered a best seller if it's taking way too long to move. And the formula that we use to calculate our selling speed is simple. We take our total sold quantity and we divide it by the number of days it took us to sell that quantity. So let's just say we sold 100 shirts and it took us 10 days to sell those shirts. We would take 100 as the sold quantity and divide it by 10 for the amount of days it took to sell, aka the selling days. Number three is your sell-through rate. Your sell-through rate essentially quantifies the quantity of a product that a retailer receives from a manufacturer that they are then able to sell on to the customers. This is calculated by taking the sold quantity and dividing it by the amount of quantities intaken from the wholesaler. So let's just say you sold 200 pieces of a specific shirt, but you've taken in 400 from a supplier or a wholesaler. At that stage, you're looking at 200 divided by 400, which would put you at 0.5 for your sell-through rate of that specific product. Number four is your gross margin. Your gross margin is one of the most important metrics on this list, and what it does is it indicates the earning ability of each item. The higher this percentage, the more or the higher percentage of each dollar that you make that you retain in terms of your earning potential. So as we know, not all the money that you make in terms of sales is your profit. 
you have to take into account the cost of goods sold. So this essentially indicates how profitable a specific item is to a business. And the way that you need to consider this is if your gross margin percentage is low, you either need to lower your cost of goods sold to make more profit, or you need to raise your asking price or your selling price. Also, when determining your gross margin on either your retail price or your wholesale price, you need to use your retail price and your wholesale price respectively. So if you're looking at your retail price performance, then use your retail price price. If you're looking at your wholesale performance, then use the wholesale price that you're selling your product at. I know it's a bit confusing, but once you get down and do the formula, you'll see what I mean. Your gross margin is actually determined by taking your selling price and subtracting the cost of goods sold, taking that full amount, dividing it by your selling price again, and then timesing that by 100 to determine the percentage. So I'll give you a specific example. Let's just say you're selling a jogger for $100 and it costs you $50 to make. So you'll take 100 subtracted by 50. That will give you 50. Divide that by your selling price again, which is 100, 50 divided by 100, which would put you at 0.5 and multiply that by 100% to get your percentage. So your gross margin on that item is 50%. Number five is your return on investment or otherwise referred to as ROI. Your ROI is an indicator of how much financial benefit you receive from a specific investment. So the goal here is to have a high ROI. This is indicative of your investment actually leading to a financial gain for your company. And it's also used to compare the profitability of different products, especially new product categories that you're looking at investing into to determine which one is most profitable for your business and is most worth pursuing. This metric will be key. The way that we determine this metric is by taking your selling price of the item, subtracting the cost of goods sold, AKA the investment, and then dividing that amount by your cost of goods sold again, and then multiplying that by 100. Number six is your return rate. This truly measures a product's performance because it takes into account the rate of a product's return. So for example, you may be able to sell a product in high quantities, but if you have an equally high number of returns for that specific product, this doesn't equal to product profit because you're not being able to retain or keep the dollars that you've made as revenue for those original sales. So this is a clear indicator that a product is not performing well or that it's just not being advertised correctly and people are getting misled by the purchases that they're trying to make. The way that we calculate this metric is simple. We take the number of products returned of a specific SKU, we divide it by the sold quantity of that SKU and multiply it by 100%. And that's how we calculate our rate of return. The higher the rate of this return, the worse the product's performance is. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next and until next time, stay awesome.